Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about what you need to know about depression. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health registered nurse and professional content developer. So let's start talking about what you need to know about depression. First of all, what is depression? Depression is classified as a mood disorder. It may be described as feelings of sadness, loss, or anger that interfere with a person's everyday activities. It's also fairly common. Data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that 18.5% of American adults had symptoms of depression in any given two-week period. Though depression and grief share some features, depression is different from grief felt after losing a loved one or sadness felt after a, a traumatic life event. Depression usually involves self-loathing or a loss of self-esteem, while grief typically does not. In grief, positive emotions and happy memories of the deceased typically accompany feelings of emotional pain. In major depressive disorder, the feelings of sadness are constant. People experience depression in different ways. It may interfere with your daily work, resulting in lost time and lower productivity. It can also influence relationships and some chronic health conditions. Uh, Many people view mental health from physical health, but the two are intricately linked. As uh, if you've listened to other podcasts, uh, you'll uh, hear that as a, a constant message. So conditions that can get worse due to depression include arthritis, asthma, cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes, and obesity. It's important to realize that feeling down at times is a normal part of life. Sad and upsetting events happen to to everyone. But if you're feeling down or hopeless on a regular basis, you could be dealing with depression. Depression is considered a serious medical condition that can get worse without proper treatment. It can get worse without proper treatment. It's worth saying twice. So depression symptoms. Depression can be More than a constant state of sadness or feeling blue, major depression can cause a variety of symptoms. Some affect your mood and others affect your body. Symptoms may also be ongoing or they can come and go. So general signs and symptoms. Uh, First, I want you to understand not everyone with depression will experience the same symptoms. Symptoms can vary in severity, how often they happen and how long they last. If you experience some of the following signs and symptoms I'm going to go over, uh, 
nearly every day for at least two weeks, you may be living with depression and should see a mental health professional. So again, if you have nearly every day for at least two weeks uh, felt sad, anxious, or empty, if you're feeling hopeless, worthless, and pessimistic, if you're crying a lot, feeling bothered, annoyed, or angry, if you have loss of interest in hobbies and interest you once enjoyed, if you have decreased energy or fatigue, difficulty concentrating, remembering, or making decisions, moving or talking more slowly, difficulty sleeping, early morning awakening or oversleeping, appetite or weight changes, chronic physical pain with no clear cause that does not get better with treatment. For instance, headaches, aches or pains, digestive problems, cramps, or if you have thoughts of death, suicide, self-harm, or suicide attempts. Again, if you have thoughts of death, suicide, self-harm, or suicide attempts, you should seek immediate help. Uh, Calling 911, uh, going to a local hospital to be evaluated, these signs and symptoms of death, suicide, self-harm, or suicide attempts needs immediate attention. So the symptoms of depression can be experienced differently among males and females. Males may experience symptoms related to their mood And as it relates to their mood, it can be anger, aggressiveness, irritability, anxiousness, or restlessness. As far as their emotional well-being, such as feeling empty, sad, or hopeless, their behavior, such as loss of interest, no longer finding pleasure in favorite activities, feeling tired easily, thoughts of suicide, drinking excessively, using drugs, or engaging in high-risk activities. Sexual interests, such as reduced sexual desire or lack of sexual performance. Their cognitive abilities, such as inability to concentrate, difficulty completing tasks, or delayed responses during conversations. Their sleep patterns, such as insomnia, restless sleep, excessive sleepiness, or not sleeping through through the night. Physical well-being, such as fatigue, pains, headache, or digestive problems. Now, females may experience symptoms related to their mood, such as irritability, their emotional well-being, such as feeling sad or empty, anxious or hopeless. Uh, Their behavior, such as loss of interest in activities, withdrawing from social engagements 
or thoughts of suicide. Cognitive abilities such as thinking or talking more slowly, sleep patterns such as difficulty sleeping through the night, waking early, or sleeping too much. Their physical well-being such as decreased energy, greater fatigue, changes in appetite, weight changes, aches, pain, headaches, or increased cramps. So, what causes depression? There are several possible causes of depression. They can range from biological to circumstantial. Some common causes include brain chemistry. There may be a chemical imbalance in parts of the brain that manage mood, thoughts, sleep, appetite, and behavior in people who have depression. Hormone levels. Changes in female hormones, estrogen and progesterone, during different periods of time, like during the menstrual cycle, postpartum period, perimenopause, or menopause, may all raise a person's risk for depression. You're at higher risk for developing depression if you have a family history of depression or another mood disorder. Also, some events affect the way your body reacts to fear and stressful situations. There is a greater risk for depression if the frontal lobe of your brain is less active. However, scientists don't know if this happens before or after the onset of depressive symptoms. Interesting enough, certain conditions may put you at higher risk, such as having a chronic illness, insomnia, chronic pain, Parkinson's disease, stroke, heart attack, and cancer. Then, a history of substance or alcohol misuse can affect your risk as well. People who feel emotional or chronic physical pain for long periods of time are significantly more likely to develop depression. There, there are some risk factors here. Risk factors for depression can be biochemical, medical, social, genetic, or circumstantial. So here are some common risk factors. The prevalence of major depression is twice as high in females as in males. Also, if you have a family history of it, you have an increased risk of depression. Now, socioeconomic status, including financial problems and perceived low social status, can increase your risk of depression. Certain drugs, including some types of hormonal birth control, corticosteroids, and beta blockers may be associated 
with an increased risk of depression. Plus, studies have linked depressive symptoms to low levels of vitamin D. The risk of depression for transgender people is nearly fourfold that of cisgender people. About 21% of people who have a substance use disorder also experience depression. Depression is associated with other chronic medical illnesses. People with heart disease are about twice as likely to have depression as people who don't, while up to one in four people with cancer may also experience depression. Let's look at treatment for depression now. You may successfully manage symptoms with one form of treatment, or you may find that a combination of treatments works best. It's common to combine medical treatments and lifestyle therapies, uh, including what I'm going to mention now, medications. Uh, your healthcare professional may prescribe what's called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, or SSRIs. SSRIs are the most commonly prescribed antidepressant medications and tend to have few side effects. They treat depression by increasing the availability of the neurotransmitter serotonin in your brain. SSRIs should not be taken with certain drugs, including monoamine oxidase inhibitors, or MAOIs, and other types of medications. People who are pregnant should talk to their healthcare professionals about the risks of taking SSRIs during pregnancy. You should also use caution if you have narrow angle glaucoma. Examples of SSRIs include Selexa, Lexapro, Paxil, and Zoloft. Serotonin and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors are also available, and they are called SNRIs, serotonin and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. SNRIs treat depression by increasing the amount of the neurotransmitters serotonin and norepinephrine in your brain. SNRIs should not be taken with MAOIs. You should use caution if you have liver or kidney problems or narrow angle glaucoma. Examples of SNRIs include Pristique, Cymbalta, Savella, and Effexor. There's also what we call tricyclic and tetracyclic antidepressants. These treat depression by increasing the amount of the neurotransmitters serotonin and norepinephrine in your brain. They can cause more side effects than the SSRIs or SNRIs. So you shouldn't take them with MAOIs. 
Use with caution if you have narrow angle glaucoma. Some examples of tricyclic antidepressants include Elevil, uh, Tofranil, Pamelor, those type of medications. Then there's atypical antidepressants. Noradrenaline and dopamine reuptake inhibitors, NDRIs. These drugs can treat depression by increasing the levels of dopamine and noradrenaline in your brain. Examples of NDRIs include Wellbutrin. Wellbutrin is also used to help people stop smoking. So many of these medications are used for for more than one purpose. So the MAOIs aren't really used frequently. They treat depression by increasing the levels of norepinephrine, serotonin, dopamine, and tyramine in your brain. Due to side effects and safety concerns, MAOIs are not the first choice for treating mental health disorders. They are typically used only if other medications are unsuccessful at treating depression. So, psychotherapy. Speaking with a therapist can help you learn skills to cope with negative feelings. You may also benefit from family or group therapy sessions. Psychotherapy, also known as talk therapy, is when a person speaks to a trained therapist to identify and learn to cope with the factors that contribute to their mental health condition, such as depression. Psychotherapy has been shown to be a very effective treatment in improving symptoms in people with depression and other psychiatric disorders. Psychotherapy is often used alongside pharmaceutical treatment. There are many different types of psychotherapy, and some people respond better to one type than the other. For instance, there's cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT. In CBT, a therapist will work with you to uncover unhealthy patterns of thought and identify how they may be causing harmful behaviors, reactions, and beliefs about yourself. Your therapist might assign you homework where you practice replacing negative thoughts with more positive thoughts. Then there's dialectical behavior therapy, DBT. It's similar to CBT, but puts a specific emphasis on validation or accepting uncomfortable thoughts, feelings, and behaviors instead of fighting them. The theory is that by coming to terms with your harmful thoughts or emotions, you can accept that change is possible and make a recovery plan. And lastly, there is psychodynamic therapy. It's a form of talk therapy designed to help you better understand and cope with your day-to-day life. Psychodynamic therapy is based on the idea that your present day-to-day reality is shaped by your unconscious 
childhood experiences. In this form of therapy, your therapist will help you reflect and examine your childhood and experiences to help you understand and cope with your life. There's also light therapy, exposure to doses of white light. They can help regulate your mood and improve symptoms of depression. Light therapy is commonly used in seasonal affective disorder, which is now called major depressive disorder with seasonal pattern. There's also electroconvulsive therapy, ECT. It uses electrical currents to induce a seizure and has been shown to help people with clinical depression. It's used in people with severe depression or depression that is resistant to other treatments or antidepressant medications. During an ECT procedure, uh, you'll receive an anesthetic agent which will put you to sleep for approximately 5 to 10 minutes. Your healthcare professional will place cardiac monitoring pads on your chest and four electrodes on specific areas of your head. They will then deliver short electrical pulses for a few seconds. You will neither convulse nor feel the electrical current and will awaken about five to ten minutes after treatment. Side effects include headaches, nausea, muscle aches and soreness, and confusion or disorientation. Patients may also develop memory problems, but these usually reside in the weeks and months after treatment. There's also alternative therapies like meditation, acupuncture, um, exercise. You can aim for 30 minutes of physical activity three to five days a week. Exercise can increase your body's production of endorphins, which are hormones that improve your general outlook on life. Um, you should avoid alcohol in substance use. It may make they may make you feel better for a little bit, but in the long run, these substances can make depression and anxiety symptoms worse. Also, learn how to set limits. Feeling overwhelmed can worsen anxiety and depression symptoms. Setting boundaries in your professional and personal life can help you feel better. Also, take care of yourself. You can also improve symptoms of depression by taking care of yourself. This includes getting plenty of sleep, eating a healthy diet, avoiding negative people, and participating in enjoyable activities. Sometimes depression doesn't respond to medication. And your healthcare professional may recommend other treatment options if your symptoms don't improve. These options might be ECT or repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation to treat depression and improve your mood. So th these are just some of the things about depression that I want you to understand and have a general idea about. So the most important thing is if you are having suicidal, homicidal, or self-harming thoughts, you need to seek immediate help. And when I say immediate help, I'm talking now. Call 911 
have someone drive you to a local emergency department so that you can be evaluated. Then, uh, if you're not having those type of thoughts, but you have been depressed, uh, see a mental health professional. And as you know, you may be put on medication or go to therapy or medication and therapy. But also, don't forget, there are other things that you can do. Get plenty of sleep, exercise, eat healthy, uh, get out and be social. Don't isolate yourself. These are very important things to remember. Also, the signs and symptoms of depression, whether you're a female or male, analyze that. Think about that and get help if you need to. This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.